Hey everybody, this is Rob. And this is Sarah. And you're listening to How Much Do We Love, and this is episode 128. Hooray! Hooray! I just took a long road trip, and I love loading up on a podcast before a road trip. Oh, that's a good one. That's a bonus topic that I just love. So, we talking about I, that, yeah. That's a special salute to all of you who might be uh, stuck in an airport right now or driving. Um, thanks for loading up on How Much Do We Love. yes well because you know we've talked about like a tv marathon it's kind of the road trip version right and uh, you know i used to have a job where i was sitting at my desk and it was okay for me to sit and listen to podcasts i was working um and by working i mean just sitting there all day instant messaging with me (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh those those are the days yeah um but now i kind of only listen to podcasts when i'm traveling or at the gym me too exactly the same time tend to travel more than I go to the gym and I don't travel that often. <laughs> Just a little a little keyhole peep into my life. <laughs> so I listened to like 26 Prairie Home Companions all in a row on this last road trip. That is, that is a lot of Garrison Keillor. Yeah, a lot a lot of uh, Lutheran humor. But um, there's something comforting to me about it. Yeah. When, especially if I'm taking a road trip going home to Northwest Iowa, it seems appropriate to mm-hmm. be listening to. It gets me back in the world of small town Iowa, even though he's from Minnesota, but it's close. Similar. I love Similar. it. No, I love I love a podcast marathon. And I, I the same. I don't, um, I am at a computer all day at work, but I'm reading and writing. And so I can't really listen to talking. But I, and I have a very short commute, it's like 10 minutes, but I will try to squeeze a podcast in there when I can. But if, I, if I'm driving up to my sister's who lives about, she lives about an hour away, I always, it goes so much faster when I have podcasts on. I prefer anything where I want the time to go faster. I find that's a great way, more than more so than music for me. Yeah, well, music, I know in my head on some level that each song is about three to four minutes long. Mm-hmm. So I start like... I start fractioning the yeah. drive mm-hmm. in song. Instead, <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh my god, only three songs have gone by." Arr. That I, I yes, I completely agree, and that is why at the gym sometimes I have to listen to music because it makes yeah, me feel like way. I'm accomplishing so. Oh, I got through a whole song. Okay, okay. I got to get through another song. I got no, through a whole song. I'll do that. I'll be like, okay, for one whole song, I'm only gonna run. Mm-hmm. Not gonna just briskly walk. Um, yeah, I see. I listened to some Prairie Home Companion, some Fresh Air, some Flat 29. Love it. Good. I almost listened to Us. That's how long this is. <laughs> Desperate. I almost <laughs> listened to How Much Do We Love. But the sound of my own voice makes me drive into the ditches. So I thought, <laughs> nope, not going to do it. Oh, well, I don't want you driving into a ditch. If I could just have the Sarah portion. Well, that's just called talking to me on the phone. We don't do. We, we should do that more often. We kind of do like a warm up. We could do like how Oprah does after the show. We could possibly record our before the show. It could, we could. Sarah and I kind of talk for about forty five minutes before we get started. It's been like, oh my god, I haven't talked to you. What's going on? Yeah, we're not. Right. We don't write a script or anything. We 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 just talk about what's going on in our lives, and we haven't talked in a long. I mean, we we communicate through other yeah. mediums. Yeah. Media. Mediums yeah. like um yes, like email and text messaging and Facebook, but we don't really chat on the phone. So we always have a good catch up chat, and then we go, oh, I guess we should record the show, and then we think of a couple topics, and then we do it. And here we uh, are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> and we haven't and talked about and anything. There's a lot of things. Save it. Save it for the show. Yes, because we don't really rehearse anything. <laughs> That's what happened. That happens a lot. Uh, 
when I record PNS Explosion because we get together and we watch America's Funniest Home Videos first to get ourselves like what warmed up. I love that. But as we're sitting there talking, I'll be like, oh, my gosh, you guys, the other day I was at and Patrick will right away be like, no, 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 no. Don't save say it. it. Save or it. We're going to have nothing. We're going to have nothing if you talk about it now. Yes. So we tried it. In fact, we start, we thought of one topic and we were like, don't don't say anything else about it. We'll talk about it on the show. So let's talk about some stuff we love that okay. um, go. This one is my, I don't know. I think it's my favorite thing. Really? Right now it is. Wow. And I'm going to want one so bad after I say this. How much do we love ice cream sandwiches? Oh, ice cream sandwiches are good. <clears throat> and I, there's, I've never met one I don't like. And then they come in lots of varieties. There's so I, many varieties. Like, and, and, you know, you always had them as a kid. So there's kind of a nostalgia, this is a treat yes. sort of vibe about it, even if it's a fancy, you know, bespoke one, right? You know, some special artisanal um, ice cream sandwich. It still gives you the idea of taking that white paper off from the yes. one at the Mexican grocery store, you know. And that, that and like the basic one is the kind. Now, when you think of an ice cream sandwich, do you think of a rectangle or a circle? A rectangle. Like, yeah, the basics. That's yes. what I think. Yes, you get them at in the in the 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 cooler where the opening's at the top with the sliding yeah. glass door at sliding the glass. at the little convenience store. Yeah, and, and when you hold it, the chocolate sticks to your fingers. Yes, that's what I was just gonna say. Like the wafer has gotten moist. Yes, over time, wrapped in its little C- paper cocoon of wax paper. Yeah, and by the time you put your fingers on it, and yeah, I always kind of have to choose where I'm going to put my fingers yes! down the first time because you don't want to move it around no too much. exactly because it kind of it's I like want one chocolate fingerprint that later after I've polished it all off that's the final like cherry on top is scraping with your teeth the yes! chocolate fingerprint off it, your index finger it's like getting putting your handprints at on um outside of grandma's Chinese theater right like yeah, you, you have to decide because it. you got to commit where uh, those are going to be and then you have to eat strategically around it now do you just bite right in or do you peel the chocolate off or do you have a, n- a thing the most i'll get um like we talk about this a lot how like some foods you have like a, a system of eating them yeah i have a system the, for those you you do for most everything though i will say you kind of sounds like i do but i, I well, that makes like me sound treat. a little ocd but i do no like, i think for treats you do because you want to savor it and i like you know, a ritual yeah. Yeah. I the most I will do is I will sometimes turn it to the side, especially yes. if it's a little melty, and I'll give it a good periphery lick of the ice cream part. This whole thing sounds dirty. Sound dirty. For, um, Sorry. No, that's <laughs> part of why it's enjoyable. I yeah. do the same thing. Especially if it's soft and, and you're squeezing it a little bit too hard and it kind of scooches out. You have to make sure the ice cream isn't extending outside of the chocolate. Okay. Sometimes I'll just go for it and just, you know, bite right through. But sometimes I like to, and it depends on the texture of the of the outside part, Yeah, how I'm going to do it. Now, do you remember when uh, the Chip Witch first received acclaim, which was probably, what, in the early 80s, maybe? Am I getting that wrong? I would think so. Uh, and uh, Chip Witch, right away, then the people at the Netflix Toll House got right on it. And then that was the one you saw all the time. But I liked the Chip Witch that actually had chips around yes. in the ice cream. So then it did get ritual. Like, I had to eat the chips off. 1981, first. it says, according to Wikipedia. See? Okay. Thank now, you. right. So it, it for those of you who don't know, or maybe international listeners, it was two chocolate chip cookies 
Which is already an upgrade from your wafer. From the moist wafer. Um, Although these chocolate chip cookies tend to get a little soft batch moisty. Yeah. Because they, again, have been wrapped with ice cream. Yes. And, and then there's an ice cream puck between them. And then the outside of the chocolate is covered with little chocolate chips. Tiny little ones. Yes, those were good. But that was they were kind of more of a commitment. I mean, that was a big, hefty. Well, and I'm going to go to the next level of talking about chip witches, which are a real commitment. For those of you who are in an area where you can go to the Potbelly's Sandwich Works, which oh. we've talked about before, like one of the early episodes, this is where Sheila's Dream Bar is located. Yes. And also delicious sandwiches and a very cute manager, right? Was oh, he's my 12-minute crush. Yes. Although I'm worried he doesn't live, he doesn't work there anymore. I keep Uh-oh. going in and I don't see him anymore. Sad. sad. Well, wait, so uh, what's there? I've never had an ice cream sandwich there. I've had a shake they, there. Okay, milkshake. so you know, they, they have amazing milkshakes and I've, those are enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But With the tiny they, on the they take their amazing cookies, which are huge. Yeah, they're cookies. They're big cookies. Big cookies. And they like hand dip ice cream into them and smush them together. Yes, please. So, A, it's a huge cookie. It's three desserts, really, because... Yeah, the cookie <laughs> is the size of a small, like, bread and butter dinner plate. Yeah. And then you've got, like, two scoops of Edie's Grand ice cream in the middle. Now, because, really, when would you ever eat a giant would... cookie and then another giant cookie and then a bowl and of ice cream? Of ice cream? Never. Probably. Well, and also, you can't really... I've been with people before where you're like, I'll share one with you. Right. We can't cut that in half. No. So basically, you have to be with a friend that you like well enough. You're like, just go to town and eat half of it and then hand it to me. Right. Or we'll just take turns. I'm not afraid of that either. No, not at all. Oh, it's really good, though, because they have those oatmeal chocolate chip cookies there. Oh, yes. Now, you know what I just thought of? The the Bay Area ice cream sandwich. Oh, so good. Okay, so there's a product that it's made in the Bay Area, and I think maybe you can get it in other parts of California and maybe on the West Coast, but I don't think they ship it too much farther. And it's an ice cream sandwich dessert called an It's It. I-T-S dash I-T. It's It. And yeah, you drive past the It's It factory on Highway 101 all the it's time. Right by the airport. It's yes. like it's, it's a welcoming landmark to coming into the Bay Area. So the It's It, uh, and then those of you who grew up in this area will know more about this than I do, but, um, oh, they're so delicious. Um, they are delicious. It is another cookie-based round uh, ice cream sandwich, but the cookie is like an oatmeal cookie mm-hmm. with a little cinnamon, which yes. seems weird, but is delicious. But it, well, but think like Little Debbie oatmeal cream pie. It's got yes. kind of that flavor profile. Yes, I guess I would say. Which makes sense with a vanilla ice cream. So it's two old, like a you know old oatmeal cookies and vanilla ice cream smushed into a sandwich. But then they dip the whole thing in dark chocolate. Mm. And they also have other I feel flavors. Like mine wasn't. I feel like mine wasn't dipped in chocolate when I got it. Was, it. I, I, was You're it? Crazy. Okay, it was. Sometimes it's no. It, it's not like coated. It's a thin coating. Yeah. Okay. 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 It's not like a thick, it's not like a Dove bar kind of a coating. Right. It's thin. Um, but it doesn't look like an oatmeal cookie. It looks like a cho- uh, like a, I mean, it looks like an oatmeal cookie with chocolate on top of it. It doesn't look like a naked oatmeal cookie. And what right. I'm reading here is that the It's It ice cream sandwich 
was sold exclusively at uh, Playland at the Beach, which was a um, beach boardwalk kind of place in San Francisco in uh, an early part or part of the century. Um, so I'm not sure how far it goes. Uh, I think maybe, oh, here it says it's distributed in over 15 states. So it's certainly not everywhere. I had never heard a peep about it until I moved out here. But they also have other ice cream flavors. They have chocolate, coffee, and mm. mint. Oh, mint. Well, oh, wait a minute. They're so good. But you think mint with that cinnamon would yes, be okay? That's what I'm saying. Seems mm. weird. Tastes delicious is it the green kind of mint ice cream or yes is it, just... it is it's oh green. delicious it's so good oh my gosh it's it they have them in the grocery stores here now too but usually you'll see them at like a you know the same kind of cooler like a 7-eleven right. convenience store with that cooler with the slidey top we got ours um when i was with you because i had noticed the factory mm -hmm. when but we got ours on our little road trip when we went mm -hmm. to like Monterey. It was I just like a little snack yeah. shop on the roadside. Yeah, it was uh, in on the 17 mile drive in Carmel. Nice. That might have been the first time I actually ever ate one. No, no, I had had one before. Tasty. I think that's why I was like, you must get one. Oh, they're so good. And then to keep things a little, I mean, this all sounds so decadent, but one of the things that I love that, uh, is often in our freezer is I love the round versions of the ice cream sandwich that are still the chocolate wafers though. Yes. Like a skinny cow. Yes. yes. The skinny cow ones are mm -hmm. so good. They're really good. I really think... satisfying. You still get the same chocolate fingerprint yep. kind of action. Yep. Uh, they're very good. Uh, and I found out like in New York when you're on the street and you, and you know, they have those um, Mr. Softy carts. Mm -hmm. You know, like trucks parked there yeah. was right outside my my uh hotel last time i was in new york mm -hmm. so like i'd be like coming home late at night and get a mr softy and they had them there and they called the cartwheels when they were when they were round like that oh fancy so the skinny cow ones which come in like in like a long almost like an egg carton kind yeah. of container yeah those are delicious and satisfying and like 120 calories a little better for you. Mm -hmm. There are, you know, it's all chemicals and processed stuff, but delicious. Yeah. You know, it occurs to me that maybe one of the reasons that you like the ice cream sandwich form of the ice cream novelty is that there's no stick. That's exactly where I was going to. Hey. It is one of my favorite things about it because I have a weird stick phobia. Stick irrational phobia. Like, I don't, the sensation of my teeth on a moist popsicle stick is disgusting to me and it gives me the heebie-jeebies that is actually i know other people who have that thing i mm. like to kind of chew on it remember one time oh, i did that in front God, of you and you Sarah. freaked out i think i only did it to freak you out god it's horrible we were we had just finished recording the podcast and i but we were still on skype and i accidentally turned my video camera on which was just horrifying for everyone involved and then uh i was like oh sorry my video's on and then there was an ice cream sandwich uh, like a you know dove bar or whatever stick on my coffee table and i picked it up and started chewing it and rub freaked out well and remember we talked we mentioned this when we were talking about jack spratt relationship yeah oh yeah exactly i never go all the way down to my stick and then i can take the stick and hand it to my cat and she can lick it off. she's she, everybody wins she loves, she loves it that's right she's your jack spratt ice cream my jack spratt uh friend. carb smart carb smart friend well I love an irrational phobia. 
Yes, which is another one of our topics yes, this week. Yes, we did not plan this segue, but it's perfect. It did work out that it way. Uh, how much we love segue. an irrational phobia, just a weird phobia that someone has uh, that uh, to them is very, very real, but hopefully they also can laugh about it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like, I totally get when someone's scared of something weird, and I know it's it's not irrational. Like a spider is a real thing, or height. Right, like, it's only irrational because there's no danger to you, right? If you are right. frightened of, say... Rob, do you want to tell us? All right. My irrational phobia is of statues. <laughs> I don't like them at all. It's not mannequins. It's not uh, art that is like a sculpture. Right. Although if it's really realistic, not so much a fan. I didn't know this about Rob until our trip to Santa Barbara in July. I had no idea. And then really? it became, I had no idea. And I then talk, it became all, all the time. It was, oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> I will often be with someone like in a public place, like in a park, and I'll all of a sudden put my hands up to one side to shield my eyes because I really, really, <laughs> really, really don't like statues. Rob told me it was okay for me to laugh at this. He know, I respect that no, it frightens totally him. But, it's totally fine. And yes. I know that it's weird. I know it. I get it's it. It's so good. But it, and I, I wouldn't say that it's something that I, um, I don't like start crying or scream or anything like right. that, but my stomach really does drop out. I have like a physical reaction. Like my stomach drops out. And I do get nervous and I find, uh, I get like really anxious as if someone's going to hurt me. Wow. Now Rob's getting ready to spend a couple of months in Washington, DC, which is going to be all about confronting this fear. Because there are a lot of statues there and there's one in particular that oh, is I'd real be, scary for you, right? Honestly, <laughs> agitated <laughs> thinking about it right now. I, okay. Oh, I, I think. I'm yeah, sorry. Think, no, it's telling me to laugh. Um, <laughs> I think that, I think it's the source of this phobia. I really, really don't like the Lincoln Memorial. I can see it. I mean, it's kind of creepy. There's something about Lincoln himself. And he's enormous. It's not like it's life-size. It's huge. Well, that is the thing. It's a scale thing for yeah. me. Like, if I see a statue that is, like, uh, actual size, I'm less scared. And you're not All scared of mannequins. Not scared of mannequins. I don't like mannequins. I'm not scared of them, but I don't want to have one in my house. I have been know? known to shriek if I come around a corner and there's a mannequin. Yes. Mind. Well, everyone does, right? Aren't mannequins just kind of creepy? And, and, you know... And the thing, something that, like, just shouldn't happen is those people who stand and act like statues. Oh, no. They're the worst. That's not only frightening, but it's also tacky. <laughs> it is. That's never a good entertainment choice for your venue. Yeah. People, are you planning some entertainment for your venue? No. Don't get the living statues. Don't get the statue people because they're <laughs> weird. Um the so Lincoln anyway, Memorial. the Lincoln Memorial is the worst one. Also, it's because he's sitting. There's something about the way he's sitting. It's kind of but ominous. if I watch, if I yes, and if I watch any special where like that's behind <laughs> the person who's speaking, I'm like, oh, watch out, look behind you. <laughs> like I got, that's how I feel. I don't say those things. So. <laughs> look, he's behind you. <laughs> he's right there. Oh well, you were driving back from Iowa yesterday and encountered uh, a statue that gave you a, a startle, right? Yes, if you are driving on Interstate 90 through Minnesota, you come to Blue Earth, Minnesota, which I guess is the home of the Jolly Green Giant <laughs> brand of vegetables. Well, lo and behold, while you're driving, 
towering above some trees is a statue of the jolly green giant not so jolly to you forget about it (laughs) i freaked out but then did have enough time to check in at the jolly green giant on goala i saw your check-in he wrote scary (laughs) i do that anytime i see a statue that's scary i that's in my comment on my check-in scary there's a really there's a really bad one of uh there's a ton of lincoln ones in chicago yeah. And one day as like an actor gig, like jobs that you hate, I got invited to go to the uh, state capitol, Springfield. Mm-hmm. Well, come on. I did a you gig there too. You can't go to the bathroom at that right. place without getting a new statue of Lincoln. Right. Where you, because, and they're all horrified. <laughs> well, because Illinois is the land of Lincoln, you all remember, correct? Right. right. So he's from there. Horrible. I did a bad gig at the state capitol once too huh i had to go sing show tunes for 20 minutes or something i know what i was doing except i was singing chicago tunes i was singing like chicago and my kind of town and uh although yeah. you know and now mine wasn't in the cap now that i remember it was in a, it was um at some sort of historic mansion it was not oh. in the state capitol building. might have been at like lincoln's home or something because yeah, there's knows? like a bunch of lincoln crap there yeah lincoln and- oh i love it Anyway, so um, I'm getting ready to, but I've been having a tough time with Top Chef this season because they like, when they're going to commercial, they'll just like a quick like jump montage of different DC sites. And twice they've had close-ups of statues. And I'm like, <laughs> I hate it. There's a statue with the Smithsonian that I've seen before that was a statue they did of George Washington. They depicted him more as a uh, Roman emperor. So he's in a toga. Mm-hmm. It is horrifying. Oh, love it. All right. So Also, I don't like Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore is disconcerting in a bunch of, I've never seen it in a person. A lot of reasons. Uh, the reason, what I really hate about most of them is when I don't know they're coming. That's my problem. Like in the Lincoln Memorial, <laughs> like, you know you're at the Memorial, but then you're like walking up the stairs and, and the, way, the angle I first came at it, it was like, you're there. And then you come around a pillar and it's like, oh. It's right there. Giant Lincoln sitting. And that's how Mount Rushmore is. They're driving windy, beautiful roads up through the Black Hills. The trees part, and all of a sudden it's like, President! <laughs> they're creepy because they're like looking down at you and judging you oh, and like, talking and, about you and being supernatural. Also on Interstate 90 in Butte, Montana, there is Our Lady of the Rockies. Horrifying. Again, you're just driving around, enjoying the Rocky Mountains. It's gorgeous. All of a sudden, there's like this weird, and she's sculpted to look like she's kind of floating. Oh. No dice. No. The big friggin' ghost <laughs> with a halo. No, thank you. <laughs> okay. I, the thing is, I'm sure that I have, I don't have anything that's, that, that I'm, there's, I'm a little superstitious and I have some phobias and I can't think of any right now, but we want it. So I'm sure I'll think of one, but we want to know what are you guys afraid of? Do you have any irrational phobias? And, and we're not also, saying, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, the, well, I was also going to say there's a lot of, there's some fun YouTube clips. There's one that we were oh. like circle, circulating around uh, a, a couple of years ago that was of a show that had been on Discovery and it was going into this woman's uh, phobia of clowns, which is pretty hysterical. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. She's really scared. It's, but well, at the same time, really. it's kind of amazing. She's, oh, yeah. And so, like, I, when like, I say, we're going we're gonna to go in there and, uh, Mr. Giggles is going to be there. <laughs> She's like, who? <laughs> they make her see a clown. It's it's um, it's not even it's not a person dressed as a clown. It's like a toy clown, isn't it? 
Well, no, the final thing they do is they That's show a real her. Clown. Uh, they start with like a pop-up book. Yes. Of a clown and she doesn't like, but then at one point they hand her a little clown doll and she's like, that's not a clown. That's a Harlequin. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing though. Thing, it's very specific. That's like, you like, know, I, which I, statues are scary. Like, yeah. yeah. And I say irrational, not because, I mean, it is real fear and I totally respect that. And it's debilitating for some people and that's not funny, but these things aren't actually going to hurt you. So I'm saying it's irrational in that there's no actual danger. Mine isn't debilitating. It literally just makes me creeped out. And a lot of times I will shield my eyes because I don't like. Wow. I, it's amazing to me that I never knew that until recently. There's a statue of Lincoln at the corner of Lincoln and Lawrence right by my house. Yeah, that's right by your house. Ooh. And I put my hands up every time I'm at that intersection. There's See? a huge one of Goethe at like diversity and Sheridan. Mm-hmm. Also that one I cannot look at. That The scale of that one is horrible. I sometimes, the ones that scare me are the ones that look like they might come to life while I'm sleeping and kill me. But it, yeah. if they're just there, I don't have a problem. I enjoy the statue. I think. And if and if they're abstracted in any way, I'm usually fine. Hmm. All right. Like there's one of Harry Carey outside of Wrigley Field. Does that does not scare me? What about those kind of bronze ones of children at Navy Pier? Uh no. Not scary. They're not scary, scary in that they're just hideous. I mean, as far they're as hideous. art goes, it's horrible. They're the and worst art ever. That art, but well, there it's art in quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> it's decorations. Let's put it that decorations. way. All right. So send us send us an email or go to our Facebook page. I'll put up a thing on our Facebook page um, about if you what are you scared of? What do you have a phobia of? And I'm I was saying to Sarah, I might do like some uh, Rob getting through his phobia videos when I'm in DC this fall and I winter. would be delighted if you did. I think it might be nice, you know, just to undug the video camera and let me try to encounter the Lincoln Memorial as an adult. Oh, I would. I, I, I want to see it. I think. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. Well, it will like be I fine because it's, it's not, not going to hurt you. Yeah, but. <laughs> it's not. It's not debilitating, but right. it does my stomach hurt. Like I get anxious. It's so interesting to me. All right. All right. So send us your phobias. You can send it to podcast at howmuchdoelove dot com, or you can go to facebook dot com slash howmuchdoelove and join us there. We sometimes post some little bonus. How much we love discussions there between episodes. Good place yeah. to be. Um, all right. What's the next? What's the next? The, it's a me, Mario. It's a me. <laughs> How are you doing on the Mario Galaxy 2, by the way? Well, you know, I was super excited about it and I bought it on launch day. Yeah, I never remember. I haven't, I haven't opened it. <gasps> okay. I'm I saying. would also like our listeners to weigh in on this because I know we have a lot of Nintendo freaks. Yeah. Some people. Um, I thought the first like three or four worlds were incredibly difficult, and I couldn't tell if they were difficult or I was out of practice. Hmm. But then no, I got to John a point Haas that said they were hard too. Well, Doug um, all but quit. He was like, "This is getting too hard. Forget that, this. Doing see, this for fun." That makes me feel like I might go to my bad video game place. Do you know about that? Well, and I did. I was like crying and throwing things. Yeah, I get know? to a place where I get really frustrated. And I like the games that are these sort of episodic long games where you have to finish something to get to the next part. You have to finish it. And if mm-hmm. I can't do it, I just kind of get very, very upset. And yeah. I go to this kind of angry place. It's very frustrating. Well, it's, it's like when I lose in Monopoly. I start equating it to my real life. And I'm like, <laughs> well, if you hadn't have spent all your money on Marvin Gardens, you might be still playing. <laughs> But um, well, I recognize it now because I it, it gets really fun and easy after you get over the first hump. Okay, 
But that's not typical of a Nintendo game. Not usually at all. it's like cake for the first three. This one? Yeah, it's usually increasingly difficult. Oh, and okay. And then you feel like a rock star because the next ones are just like super just fun puzzle that you just have to like ground pound and make this shape and now you're done. All right, well, I'm going to check it out. So it's, I'm going to, I actually almost unwrapped it this weekend, but you know, my time is going to be taken up soon with all of the new fall TV shows. Aha. Uh-huh. How much do we love the fall TV season? Both we new get excited shows about it every year. Every year. And the returning shows. It's like Turn. having a visit with an old friend. Mm-hmm. Does that make me sound pathetic? No. I like we TV. Love it. We love TV. I have a, a social lot. life, but I do enjoy watching TV. And I have a system where I get excited about all the new stuff and I don't want and I have to watch a show from the beginning. So I go through, I find a website that lists all of the new shows. It's actually the one I like is called thefutoncritic.com. Okay. And I go through and I make a list of everything that looks just remotely interesting. And then I, I, I with, with their start dates, and then as the stuff gets into the guide data on my DVR, I add it all in. And I just set a season pass for everything. And I let it all record. And then sometimes I watch one show and say, I delete thee. And I will delete that season pass. Sometimes... Uh, something that doesn't really seem interesting to me and three or four episodes will pile up and then someone will say, hey, are you watching blah, 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 it's really good. And then I have it from the beginning so I can start watching it. And I like yeah. to start three or four episodes in. So I'm excited. And then also the new show's coming back. Oh, that's exciting. They're, and they're coming back soon, people. Very soon. So we don't want to talk about specific stuff because um, there's too many, but uh, maybe we'll, we'll do that once stuff maybe gets we'll, rolling. Yeah, and- and it's always it's always fun to do like a early picks and then to do mm-hmm. you know a, a month in maybe do like what's sticking. Yeah, and because I don't watch commercials, right? Because I have a TiVo, like most folks have DVRs now, and so I don't see the commercials for the new shows. So I have to do a little research to know. Yeah, the undercovers has attractive people in it. That looks kind of good. Um, Boardwalk Empire. Yes, that starts uh, very uh, soon. The nineteenth, actually. Here, my list isn't. You can, you might be able to get that in your TiVo now. The new survive, no. the new Survivor starts next week. People, just desserts. Just desserts, which Top, is the Top spinoff Chef, of Top Chef, Chef, with um Gail Simmons, who I think is adorable. I love her. I like her. She seems very smart. Um, so let us know what you're excited about too. Yes, we want, we want to know what you what what you love. So we may in a month or so check in and say, well, what are you watching? But yeah. I tell you, next week and the week after, there is like, all, that's when everything's starting. And a lot of the shows are coming back. Glee, okay. Modern Family, Chuck, I'm looking at my list here. Bones, oh, Bones, 30 Rock, The Office. There's a new Amazing Race and it starts in a few weeks. They're going to do Amazing Race and Survivor at the same time. Yeah, you're right. Isn't the Amazing Race usually um, like a beginning of the summer? It's like an off-season thing, isn't uh, it? I think of Amazing Race being end of winter going into spring but yeah no i think you're right but it's it's in that like it's not usually with the fall season but that starts on the 26th yeah a friend of a friend is on survivor fun um yes it's a a guy that worked with a a bunch of my friends who work at a company here in silicon valley um he is on survivor so that's kind of exciting love it yes all right so tell us what you are excited about when you tell us about your phobia Right. You can put those in one email. <laughs> you sure can. Another thing you can tell us about is one of the things that I love. How much do you love when you, uh, when you're 
not at home and you like either go to your iPhone or your, or your, or your, your laptop at the Starbucks laptop it, and uh, it gives you a list of the networks to join and you get like everyone's network that's in the neighborhood. I love, I love seeing what people's networks names are. Yes. Sometimes they're really great. Sometimes, sometimes, they're, sometimes they're like profane. Sometimes they have like, like I, I wonder, I, it's interesting that no one polices that, that you can, you can have like, <laughs> No like, like curse words in your in your sure, you can. Uh, sure i always have i don't know who these people are but in my neighborhood there's always one called mike and doug mm-hmm. and i always wonder about mike and doug and wonder what they're what they're up to do where do they they're live just buddies do you think they're a couple i don't know and there's another one shake dog is in my neighborhood shake dog shake dog shake dog that's a good one i am not recording from home right now i'm at a remote location so i don't have any good ones in my list but you know what? I'll tell you, my old, my white MacBook that, or maybe it was even the iBook before that. One of my older laptops that I had had it, always saw way more uh, networks than any of my anyone else who had a better computer. That was the one great thing about that machine. It had a crazy antenna, and there were there'd be like twelve or thirteen of them, and it would be like uh, Spaceship Earth or you know Jackson Family. I have one right now that I could join called Zamboni. Nice. That's really good. Like it's a so right fan. now, I have like Danny, EP3, Mike and Doug, of course. Mike and Doug. Francisco, which I'm assuming is the street Francisco that's near me, but maybe it's someone whose last name is Francisco. Maybe he lives yeah. on Francisco also. That would Zamboni. be Zamboni. Yeah, I put, like it. I'll bet his password is his house number. Oh, oh I, I bet it totally is. Hack in and like <laughs> put a gigantic statue in his house and scare him. That's what someone might do to you. I don't have any good ones here, but those are fun too. Do you guys have? Do you have a clever name for your wireless network? The one you always see that you're like, really? What's their story? It's a you little. Named, you named it like Gollum's Ring. Right. It's this is a you know what these network names are a little bit like, uh, virtual extras in the movie of your life. Yeah, or like I also was thinking, is this the new vanity plate? Oh. Like you can personalize your network like you used to your license plate. Dog lover. Yeah. Right. Mm. <laughs> I'm a peck. Rock climber. You yeah. can imagine that I had taken the vowels out of that. Yeah. Too cool for school. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. Dermatologist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. All right. Well, those are a lot of good things. Let's recap. Uh, we love ice cream sandwiches. We love uh, irrational phobias. We do. In, we a, do. in a supportive way. We're not judging. In a support- well, I don't want anyone to be like, this is really scary to me. That is rude of you to laugh. But I think we can all enjoy the fact that Rob's kind of scared of statues. Right? Yeah. You're, you're okay about it. I am okay about it. And I have to say, like, again, I just... The fact that it makes me have a physical reaction. It's that's fascinating. The part that I'm like, it really is something. It's a real... Oh, it's totally a real thing. But uh, but it's hilarious too. Like like really Rob? because the Lincoln Memorial. Now I feel like there's one that I have that I'm forgetting. As soon as I think of it, you will all be the first to know. All yes. right. So ice cream sandwiches, phobias, uh, phobias. Uh, we love the fall TV season. Woohoo! It's also kind of with. Me. I also equate it with that back the back to school feeling, yes. the back to school excitement. Yes. Except that I don't ever have to go back to school again, which is also nice. But I have the need to get school supplies and a nice pair of jeans. Yes. And maybe a plaid skirt. And we like um, wireless network names. Yeah. 
That's a pretty good list. Yeah. And then you guys, you know what we did not do this summer? We did not do the summer cocktail contest. And that was by design. I know we haven't been around much this summer, but we decided we were going to mix it up a little and we're going to do a fall slash winter cocktail contest to give you a chance to um, change your drink repertoire. Absolutely. Like a lot of our past winners and entries have been like citrusy and fresh fruits and things like that. Well, And now we want to see what kind of things would you serve at New Year's Eve party or at like a, at a football game or whatever. Is there something that you make that has like hot cider cider or pumpkin pie or something like that? Uh, Candy cane crumbs and heavy cream. All right. I might just have that. That just sounds great. <laughs> Can I does. crush up a candy cane, half a cup of heavy cream, and a straw? A straw! Yes! That's what I was going to say. You win. You don't want to shoot that. You need to sip it. Oh, yeah. Um, so start thinking about that. We, we'll have some more details in the coming months, but uh, you can start thinking about it. You know, coffee-based drinks. doesn't have mm-hmm. to be hot, but we no, were just thinking, what do you like to drink in the winter? Because it's different. You don't, you know, gin and tonic, that's a summer drink. Yeah. But totally. a Bailey's and coffee, more Ooh. of a winter drink, or at least a very nighttime drink. Yeah. I love it. Um, so think about it. Um, and that's it. That is going to do it. So check out our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com backslash how much do we love. Right. And you can also send us an email at podcast at how much do we love. And of course, you can always find us at how much do we love.com. Yeah. Oh, or on Twitter. And on Twitter. There's links to all that on how much do we love.com. You awesome. can't get away from us. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Like statues. This, they are kind of everywhere. Ugh. <laughs> Wait, so I have to leave you with this. Did you watch Lost? Nope. Oh, because there was a kind of a scary foot statue. Horrible. But it no, was thank kind you. of horrible. Well, um, there's a lot of statues coming to life and things, and it's always scary. Like any of the Clash of Titan movie. No, kind of- statues coming to life. That's no good. The worst. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I understand. Games have too. Nintendo, how many times are you playing a Nintendo game and you walk past the statue of Bowser and then he moves? And it goes, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and, you totally... and your thing vibrates. Oh, it's no good. And you, and you have to knock his arms off. off. Yep. Yes. Um. All right. So we will see you next time on How Much Do We Love? Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.